as a different kind of episode for Science Extra. This is not a coach. This is not a player. We are not emergency reviewing or recapping anything. We have with us Stephen Little, the founder of Section 103, and a, does a bunch of other stuff. Jake, it's 8 in the morning. We've never recorded at 8 in the morning. <laughs> so, Stephen, welcome to the first ever morning edition of uh, yeah, WABE, morning edition, Science Extra. This is oh. this is where we are now. Uh, Jake, are you awake? Or have, have we? Yeah. Is this too early? Yeah, I we are awake. Uh, it is for the for the Jake personal life knowers out there. It is my brother's birthday. I have called him. We've got all our ducks in a row. You know, it's a perfect, beautiful start to the day. Um, I say that. Dare I say this will be the best episode ever? But I say that before almost every week. Um, Stephen, <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, I feel like, uh, what's the phrase, uh, parasocially connected to you by way of all the great uh, tweeting from, of course, your own account, but also, you know, having been involved with the 40 under 40 um, work this year through through the Alumni Association. It's great to see you face to face. and It's great to have you on. I feel like, uh, uh, you you know, I've been a big uh, supporter of not just this podcast, but the tech community at large providing really, really great products that people some of that people don't even know are out there. So and <laughs> I say this as a Winsipedia user from from long, long back. So. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, very excited to be here. I am also very tired. It is early for me, too. But when you've got young kids and a job, it's, it's hard to squeeze stuff in. So thank you for, for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll note, I think you're the first ever Emmy winner Emmy winner I've talked to now that I think about it. So <laughs> chalk one off of my podcasting guest list, I guess, as well in that in that sense. <laughs> there you go. Michelle, you'll be there soon enough, Jack. Emmy I don't winner? Know if that's possible. Emmy I don't know if that's possible. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, she could probably, you know, uh, I don't know, star in some documentary. But I, I mean, something. Yeah, run. she's got, she's got, she's got the energy for. It. I, actually, no, it, Cloud, Claudio would be the one to win the Emmy for in a for a soap opera. He'd be a daytime Emmy soap opera winner. <laughs> See, I, I just joke because she's on this podcast there as much as uh, I am at this point. No, I'm kidding. Every week, but you know. Um, Cool. But, you yeah, know, it's, it's it's great to have you, Jack. I don't want to, uh, you know, just start peppering in uh, no, you're questions. Fine. Well, where, where do you want to where do you want to start with, Steve? I'm going to do. Uh, well, here I want to I got I got at least one starter. Um, sure. So okay. there's this one podcast I listen to where they talk talk about bands and stuff like that. And they talk to some of the people of the band and they ask, what was the first time you heard of your own band? So I'm going to ask you, what was the first time you heard of Georgia Tech and what got you to go to Georgia Tech in the first place? So I moved to Augusta, Georgia in eighth grade. Um, so, uh, you know, it was somewhat local, two and a half hours or so away. Um, and so, you know, it, it was obviously one of the in-state schools. And I grew up mostly in Iowa, a huge Iowa State fan, um, and was all through high school. Um, and, and, and as soon as I got to college, so it wasn't, you know, until I actually went somewhere for undergrad that my allegiances kind of shifted. So... When I was in high school, I didn't have a, a dog in the fight, if you will, between Georgia and Georgia Tech. And mm -hmm. I'm old enough that uh, when I was in high school, I think Tech won three out of four in football. So in my mind, it wasn't like it is now where it's like, oh, wow, the whole state's Georgia fans. Like I didn't know any differently at all. I think it wasn't until I really got in college and realized like, oh, <laughs> there aren't many of us at Georgia Tech that are, are fans. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of why I ended up there. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's in so Iowa. Okay. There's not many in the Iowa Georgia Tech bubble or at least co-sphere by one of my old roommates actually yeah. had an iowa state shirt but he lived in minnesota yeah and well, you, got, you got ben lammers ben lammers star of grand canaria in the euro league and former guy who just does this at the post a lot <laughs> in basketball oh, um, 
I, yeah. I used I to have a an Iowa State sticker and a Georgia Tech sticker on the back of my car way back in the day. And I remember one time at a red light on Northside, I got behind a car that had an Iowa State sticker and a Georgia Tech sticker. And I wanted to like run up and talk oh to them. Oh my God. Like, I found you. I found the <laughs> other Iowa State Georgia Tech fan. This this might be me projecting what I know to be true about, you know, talking about get, jumping ahead a little bit to some of your other involvements. Sure. Um, it seems like you work Iowa State into the March Madness, uh, into the March Madness stuff a decent <laughs> amount. Am I crazy to, to, um, to be putting that together? You're not crazy. Are they, are they so... just in the tournament more than we are? Yeah, well, like, that's kind I of think the... <laughs> honestly, that that's that what happened. But funny story. So, y- y- yes, you should jump ahead a little bit. So. I'm sure we'll get into this, but my full-time job and why I have an Emmy is I work on the March Madness app, and I have for 13 years now. Um, and when I started there at what was then called Turner Sports, right across the street from Georgia Tech, I was the like lead designer on the March Madness app. And so anytime I had to mock anything up for NCAA.com or March Madness Live, every single matchup that I would always mock up was Iowa State versus Georgia Tech. And it became a thing, like the people at the NCAA are like, who's this person who just loves these two schools? Why are they in every single mock-up? Um, <laughs> and so they, they got to know pretty quickly that that's where I stood. And so the first year that we had the March Madness app was 2010. We had taken it over from CBS. And, of course, all my mock-ups and all my test images were Iowa State and Georgia Tech. So I had, I think, uh, it was Marcus Weiser, Jamal Tinsley. This is way back. This is a 2000 Iowa State player from when... They made the Elite Eight, and I had Jared Jack from when we made our Final Four run. The, the two players that were in months of testing for the app. And so we go live with our first ever March Madness app in 2010. And the first game that goes live, instead of pulling in the production images, what got pulled into the live app was uh, Marcus Pfizer and Jared Jack representing the two actual teams <laughs> of the tournament. So then, of course, everyone looks at me because they know I'm the Iowa State Georgia Tech. I'm like, what'd you do? I'm like, I didn't do anything. Those were the test images there for months. Somebody else pulled in the test images. Um, so that was a fun start oh. to my March Madness career there. That is amazing. I love that. Yeah. I was actually going to ask Dex about like st- t- your time at Tech because you were there during 04, so you got you got the Final Four run. You got to be there for all that. Um, insanely, insanely jealous I am because I got the lovely run of 2018 to 2022. <laughs> um, yeah. What was what what was tech, what was campus like during that time yeah. uh, when there was a clear y'all when Tech was a clear powerhouse in the sport? Yeah, it was awesome. I had I got such lucky timing. I mean, um, here it was re- like pretty new, and it was just all of a sudden, you know, we're really good and. It's start- I remember that year um, we played in the preseason NIT, which was in Madison Square Garden. I think we played I think Texas Tech and UConn, but UConn was number one at the time. And we blew both of them out. And I think we all kind of like, oh, like we thought we might be kind of good, but like we might be like legitimately good. And then we started the season like, I don't remember, 13-0 or something crazy. And I think it became pretty clear like, oh, man, like we got a shot at this. And then, you know, the ACC was, I think, a good bit better then, so – Conference season kind of brought us down to earth a little bit. and But come tournament time, you know, we had earned a three seed. And, you know, of course, we thought we had a chance at the Final Four. I don't know that many people outside Atlanta did. But, man, that is absolutely no question my favorite memory of, of being at Deck was that run. Um, campus was nuts. I mean, that whole season, we would wait in line outside for hours as students to get in or you didn't get a seat. Yeah. Um, the Duke game, you had to camp overnight. Like, it was, it was a different time. Um, you know, I go to good – Good bit of games now and it's just you know <laughs> relatively empty and quiet unless yeah. duke or unc buys the rest of the tickets and it, it was not like that um it was a lot of fun i did i drove to san antonio from atlanta with a buddy 
for the final four. Um, probably my favorite memory at Tech was when, uh, yeah, when Will Bynum hit that shot to send us to the championship game. Um, we were, so now I go to the final four most every year for work and the students have it made. They are right behind the basket. They're on the floor. Yep. Yep. The view is not great because it's yeah. flat, <laughs> but they're on yeah. the floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back then, some of the students got on the floor, but then they put the rest of us up in the nosebleeds and I was up in the nosebleeds. Um, but I still remember when Bynum hit that shot, jumping and then somehow toppling down to the row below me and landing in that row like <laughs> on people hurting my knee yeah. not caring at all just like pure yeah. elation um so much fun i wish we had won cool. all of it it was it was pretty fantastic i mean you can't it doesn't seem like it gets it gets much better than that but yeah. i uh no doubt and and know, it cool. sounds like you've got a, a perfect tie into your your current role then i mean college basketball played such a you know key role in at tech for you and you know yeah i, yeah, I think about it all day that's pretty yeah i i'm not gonna lie it truly has been a dream job i uh so growing up in iowa an iowa state fan i was much more a basketball fan than football because back then they were absolutely horrible at football and pretty good at basketball um so and that's i grew up playing basketball was my thing and college basketball has always been my first love i moved to the southeast and college football pretty quickly passed that but still for me nothing ever beat march madness um yeah you know whether tech was in it or not so you know, unfortunately, when I was in school and the two years after we were in it <laughs> most years, um, then it was literally I got the job at March doing March Madison 2010. And that is when Georgia Tech started their very long streak of not making it. So yep. Yep. I will take yep. some of the blame for that. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I made an app for like a decade that we weren't in and then we finally were. Um, yes. Yes. Finally. It, yeah. It's also almost Sis- like Sisyphusian, you know, like the. <laughs> here's here's your your burden you gotta bear it but i yeah. i feel you on moving to the southeast uh i grew up more of a college football guy my parents went to indiana and bradley uh indiana bad football bradley no football so right. definitely it's an acquired taste but i feel like i mean it's such a big inlay of the culture down here that for sure you know yeah and i pretty quickly got there. sucked in i mean when i was in school yeah. It was all the Chan Gailey years, so we had a lot of seven-win seasons, but I also got to see Calvin Johnson play, and, you know, it was still an exciting time. We would beat top 10 teams. We would just lose to crappy teams, which, you know, sounds kind of familiar now. To that, yeah, that's a good story. That's a story <laughs> that I'm very track. familiar with this year. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. Just, I, I, uh, I, I feel you on getting spoiled. We beat UGA my freshman year, so, you know, it really set, it sets the bar in a certain place that, you know, oh, it, does. it makes it tough to... Yeah. Oh man, when I was in school, I thought I have chosen we are going to be good at basketball forever. And that lasted like <laughs> three or four years. And I was like, okay, never yep. mind. That's <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, say, saying that you got to like had to like camp out in a line for a game. Never had to do that. I at worst, Jake, were you at the twenty I want to say nineteen game against Duke? Uh, there Jack, was... I was the first person in line for that game, okay, so I, I figured, don't want to hear it. I figured, I figured that was the only line I ever waited in for any game when yeah. I was there, and I didn't get in initially. And then, like twenty of us just didn't leave, <laughs> and this, and then people, security people, were like, "Okay, just find any seat you can find. We don't care anymore. Just find a thing." So I ended up in a uh, handicap seat, and I had to tell a security person they just told me to sit here. I don't know what to, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I just need to be in the building. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if I would ever, cam- I, I, I don't have the mental processing of like, what have I have ever camped out for a game right. and like done the work? Cause I never had the chance to yeah. see if I could, but in that case, well, let me then shift to 
for like what campus was like culturally like back in, in the mid 2000s because right now it's a bunch of different lots of researchy stuff getting new dorms new focus on a lot of stuff the new isye it's shallow building like it's all about just making the place bigger back yeah back then like what what do you remember about what were the common themes i guess or like what was the big main vibe the stuff that people were talking about on campus when you were students yeah like what was what was that what was that like it's a good question uh and i'm feeling really old now both that you're asking me what was it like back then and that i really can't remember i mean it, honestly in some ways it was similar right there, there's just there's always construction it was always growing tech square where sheller is was relatively new and um i was a manager major so that's where i spent a lot of my time at least the you know second half of school um yeah i mean basketball was obviously a huge buzz for a couple years there um but otherwise i don't know how different it truly is i mean you know every time i go to campus i see a new building so that's continued to change but yeah yeah um you know and then shortly after they acquired the the dorms that were georgia states um the olympic village um to kind of add some housing there because that was definitely a uh, an issue but and, and still is but i don't know that it was super super different If there was a spot you had to be if at like, I don't know. Okay, let's say your pre-finals study spot. What building are you in? So I tended to just cram. Um, you know, I was not good about doing anything through the semester besides my required work. So I would pull all-nighters in the library. Uh, the library was very different then. I actually toured it as part of the 40 Under 40 stuff the other week and was like, oh, wow, this is not the library I had. Um, Yep. I mean, it was, you know, it was real old when I was there. Like, it was dingy and... crappy and but in that way it was a decent place to go just have some quiet and study because that's what i needed i if i was at home i got really distracted we didn't have nice like undergraduate learning commons and things like that it was you know the Dingy library and that's where i went and spent all night i might drive to what was a checkers i don't think that's still there anymore on 14th street No, it's or 10th not there. street Yeah, I, I yeah I just learned about that there was ever a checkers, and yeah I was like, oh, i would this is new for yeah me. i'd go there at like 2 a.m and get a chicken sandwich and go back to the library and know make it till the final and then go crash in my dorm so um that was typically my study spot to go try to memorize everything in <laughs> 24 hours That makes that makes sense. Jake, where'd you end up going most of the time? where did i end up going so Yeah. i i didn't have most of a library for most of the time i was in school um related question did they take you up to that conference room on the new like top floor that they added to the library No. kind of overlooks the stadium oh my gosh it's It's beautiful space. No, that's Um, awesome. I uh, definitely, it's probably my favorite new space on campus, but it didn't That's exist really nice. when I was in school kind of deal. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. in terms of actually studying, honestly, this is going to sound very on brand. I went to the pool uh, a lot and I sat in the press box in the pool because they had outlets, they had chairs, and there was never anyone there. And no one ever told me I had to leave for four That's years awesome. at tech. Um, and I was there to swim a decent amount too, but, uh, Yeah, in terms of study spots, it, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was allowed, but no one ever t asked me to leave. So <laughs> it's a good spot. It's a good spot. that's actually where I, I Akshay and I recruited Jack to join the blog. We were sitting in the pool press box, but Love it. story for another podcast. That was a good time. That was a good time. Fast forward to more now. Uh, we talked about there was obviously the lull basketball and football that kind of commingled for a while here. Yeah. And now it's getting much more back to a healthier state. Like I mean, this semester alone has been incredible with field stormings and court stormings and volleyball Yeah. going as far as they did on the alumni side. And 
were have you noticed like a shift with your alumni with with your friends that are close, that are in your just cohort of the sense of positivity around be just being a tech person um just more general interest to like want to be in, engaged with campus and with the teams right now for sure i think i mean i think my my friend group knows that i through all the years have probably been the more dedicated like into it you know mm-hmm. going to games every year at least a couple of them <laughs> whether we're good or bad um and they know that I've had some athletic association like involvement. So I feel like this year for sure there's a lot been a lot more reaching out, like, wait, are we good again? Like yeah, yeah. are we for both basketball and football, you know? You know, we yep. upset somebody and I get a couple of texts of like, wait, do I need to pay attention? Like, are we good? <laughs> um so I think the gen you know, I think there was some excitement when Collins got here and that faded, you know, pretty quickly over mm-hmm. time. And then I think it's sort of back again as like a renewed, like, okay, like I think we need to start paying attention and even like you know recently i think people are just paying more attention like i had a conversation the other day with an alumni who was saying um you know, he just i think knew a lot more he was saying you know like yeah we were pretty good this year but we're returning all our receivers and running back mm-hmm. quarterback and offensive line i feel mm-hmm. like people probably wouldn't have <laughs> known that no. until the season started in the past so i think there's excitement about kind of the way this football season ended and who's coming back and not leaving and and coming in and um I think there is a little bit more excitement, or at least cautious optimism. There's still tech fans who right. are yes. asking, are we good? Not declaring, like, we we're going to compete with Georgia <laughs> right, next year. Like, right, right, right. But, but it's like, wait, should I be excited? And I think that's happening for both sports. Are you going to end up going to Tampa for the bowl game? I would like to. Um, but with, you know, family Christmas, in-law family Christmas, everybody plans yeah. those things out, of course. Yeah. Ours are the 22nd and the 23rd, so it's just not going to happen. Um, but I would love to, but... I'll hold out for the better bowl games that we'll be in in the in the near yeah, future. Yeah, I, I agree. And I make agree. it to those. That'd be nice to get to get up there to better one. Uh, hey, hey! All I gotta say is that nothing was better than Detroit the day after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, was that Paul Johnson's last game? Was, was. that the Minnesota it, one? It yeah. was. I sat right behind Gavin Stewart. Uh, he was oh, still man. in high school. I think he was a senior in high school at the time. Uh, Presley Harvin bounced one off the scoreboard. It was cold. But it was only three and a half hours from Chicago. So, you know, that's the. There you go. That works. That's how you swing. So, but sitting behind people at bowl games, I uh, I don't remember the year. It's easy to look up. But um, I think I was just out of college, maybe like 708, because Calvin was still there. Um, we were in the Emerald Bowl, which was in San oh. Francisco, in a giant stadium. Mm-hmm. And as a Christmas present, my parents uh, flew me out there with them. And we went on a trip to San Francisco and went to the bowl game. So we sit in our seats in the giant stadium. And we noticed throughout the game that this um, like older couple in front of us is kind of commenting and a lot on Calvin's play in particular. And then we kind of looked and had one of those like buttons on. And so we asked him, like, are you related to Calvin Johnson? They were his grandparents. And so we chatted with him like the rest of the bowl game, which was awesome. It's cool. Yeah. Nice. Right. I did find I did find it. December 29th, 2005 was the Emerald Bowl we went okay. to. Oh, so I was still in college. There Against you go. Utah. Hmm, yep. Utah. We got, I think, destroyed. Wait, yes, 38 to 10. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that sucks. That sucks. But I went to San Francisco and met Calvin Johnson's grandparents and had a good time. That's cool. that is a top tier well. stadium, at least for baseball. Haven't been there for a football game, but yeah, sounds I've like I've only a nice been time. there for a football game. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm now looking at Jack. Uh, yes, go ahead. Can I uh, can I ask the question that go I've been dying to yeah. ask yeah, yeah, literally yeah. since but November in. of 2020? But in. but in, yeah, go for it. Uh, 
do you sit in section 103 for football games? Do you sit in section 103 for basketball games? Is it a little bit ironic that the basketball merch stand is behind section 103? Oh man. I've got a lot of location-based yes. angst about this stuff. That's a know? lot of a lot of good questions. Uh to answer the first one, sadly, I don't sit in section 103 for ESPN and I I need to change. Fair. I so when I got my tickets, um it was when I was doing some freelance design work for the athletic department it was kind of part of my payment and section 103 mm -hmm. wasn't a thing then and um uh so i i was basically sort of picked but given other sections um so no i need to move i totally do need to i feel like kind of a fraud that i'm not sitting there but when i named the company um i intended to and still do intend to add up schools um, but I've been lazy about it kind of on purpose. Um, it's a side gig for me, right? So it is taking a lot of my time just to be a Georgia Tech brand. Uh, and I love it and that's why I do it. But I, I do know that if I do at a second school, that's going to maybe not double, but certainly increase the amount of time I have to spend on it. And I just don't know that I want to do that yet. And I have enjoyed being a Georgia Tech brand and just focusing on that. So anyway, I'll say when I named the company, I wanted something that sounded like athletics, but did not sound like a Georgia Tech brand because I threw around things mm. that, you know, maybe pulled from our fight song or pulled from whatever. And I was like, no, I want to, you know, grow this someday. So I, I mean, I, I reached and, and looked for stuff forever and, and just kind of looked at stadium maps and was like, huh, I was like, is there a section that might, I just liked the idea of section something. And I was like, is there yeah. one that might have some significance and not that those have significance, but what I found was that they're at the end of the Georgia Tech bench in both stadiums, which was kind of coincidence. So I kind of went with that, you know, fans feeling like they're part of the team, end of the bench. Um, so I just went with it. It sounds generic enough, sports enough. The only thing I don't love is that people a lot of times can't remember, hey, yeah, you're section one, what is it? Like, And I'm like, yeah, I probably should have anticipated more. But um, I think with repetition, people get it. Um, and then yeah. your, your your last question I, I love that the basketball merch store is at the top of section 103 and that the PA announcer constantly says, visit the merch store at the top of section 103. And I, I don't know how much coincidence there is to that or if they're if they're playing off my brand, but I'll take it. Uh, unfortunately, our stuff is not in that store. I've had a couple conversations and they've not gone anywhere. Um, but I'm happy having just my site be the, the place you can get it. So That's right. I was well, gonna, there's truly no place to get uh stuff like what you make so you know as long as it exists in the world that's that's the start right yeah i appreciate it and that's the goal right if, if it's the only place that exists then you know come get it from us and you know people buy stuff online anyway so it's not like i have to be in those those in-person yeah. locations yeah. to sell so and i'd make less if i did per shirt so <laughs> i'm happy that's true. That's true. happy to send people to my site i was gonna shift over to this stuff anyways because i mean i've had aside from the fact that it's been great to have section 103 as a sponsor for a bunch of our stuff now and it's the ideal i think the, i think the ideal partner for stuff we do in terms of these super nerdy tech things just marrying <laughs> each other in that sense i've had a bunch of different conversations throughout the years with folks it's just like there is a gap in good tech merch out there like i've i'll i've had multiple conversations with folks like why aren't students making merch like we could make some of the best unique like hyper tech focused stuff out there and there doesn't seem to be good energy for it and you gotta go buy overpriced stuff at the bookstore usually to get anything Right. Just wherever that's just where this the most of the volume is. Um I'm sure you had somewhat of a similar feeling come time when it's like, okay, this seems like a fun thing to do. So what was the actually what was the inspiration behind starting section one oh three and doing that as a side gig? 
Yeah. Uh, so a big part of it is what you just said. I'll I'll back up and try to tell this story as short as I can, because um, <laughs> it was kind of a long road of different side projects that got me there. Um, so yeah, I've always had this itch to do something entrepreneurial on the side, um, despite having what really is a dream job. Um, but years ago, I, I started managing the design team at work instead of designing stuff. So I really had that itch to create something, right? So um, backing up, early, probably around, I'd say 2010, 2011, I was writing on a sports design blog that I had started um, that was about, you know, sports uniforms, courts, fields, just the aesthetics of, of sports and um Georgia Tech's brand at the time was a total mess. Um, not just like the apparel we're talking about, but their logos, their word marks, the field, the court uniforms. We were with Russell Athletic, which contributed to part of it. But I mean, even their own style sheet had ranges of yellow, gold, a few shades of gold, black, mm -hmm. navy, different word marks, just dated stuff. It just was it was in a bad place. And and it wasn't their focus. And it was we were late to the game in in paying attention to that stuff but it wasn't like fully adopted by all schools yet it's a bigger deal everywhere now right they all yeah. have creative departments and brand standards and so it wasn't like we were the only ones but i feel like we were we were behind the time so i wrote this long open letter to the athletic department of your brand messed up here's my proposal of how you should fix it and it caught a lot of traction in the tech community on message boards and um social media and things like that <clears throat> and Shortly after I posted that, um, Sean Bedford, who uh, had just stopped playing football there, had not started doing the radio stuff or anything yet, but he um, reached out and said, I love what you did, and I'm putting together a proposal for the athletic department for a number of things, but I'd love to include your stuff in it. And so we met a few times, put together a presentation, and showed that to a few people in the athletic department. And at this time, I had not met anyone in the athletic department. I had just been a fan writing open letters on the internet. Um and it went well. They really liked it. It wasn't going to move the needle necessarily at that time, but they just kind of liked what I was thinking and what we were doing. And that led to some freelance design work with the athletic department where I was largely designing T-shirts that the football team would wear, um, sometimes T-shirts for fan giveaways, posters, um, logos for events, things like that, um, which is really cool and a dream come true. And that's what ultimately led to designing the football field paint job. Um, when we switched from grass to turf, I proactively reached out because I'd been doing design work and said, hey, <laughs> do you want some help designing the, you know, the design for this? And they were like, sure, um, which is really cool. And I tried a whole bunch of stuff. Someday I'd love to share it all. Um, you know, the stuff that got thrown to the cutting room floor sort of because yeah. we tried stuff from crazy all the way to pretty simple. And we kind of ended up in the middle ground and now it's back to basically like the most simple thing we did, which is fine. Yeah. I, I'm still happy with it. Um, you know, but when Collins was here, we had some trophies in the end zone and some some twitter hash like uh usernames on the sideline and some stuff like that and, hmm. um anyway all that to say i thought i was gonna make this short and i haven't no, it's fine. um you know my contractor doing that stuff kind of ran out and then they grew their creative department and didn't necessarily need me as much um so that itch kind of continued and i you mentioned winsipedia i started winsipedia with some buddies a number of years ago and sadly have not really updated updated it since then minus um updating the data but one thing we did try for a minute there because I just wanted to try it was some apparel. And it wasn't just Winsipedia apparel. We did team apparel, but I didn't have a license to do it. So we couldn't use any marks, any trademark phrases, any of that. So we did what I thought was, you know, getting away with not using any of it, but trying some designs. I spent way too much time on it because I did every Power 5 school. 
Um, and it wasn't worth my time. It didn't sell very well. I mean, it didn't have any <laughs> license trademarks on it, right? So, um, but then I got a call one day that the CLC here in Atlanta, who manages probably 90% of uh, schools' licenses, told me that I needed to stop selling them. So in their mind, I was violating a trademark, even though I hadn't used any phrases or marks or anything. Mm -hmm. There was some precedent in the law case lawsuit that if you even use school colors and basically try to represent the school, that they can say, you know, you're trying to pass this off as a Michigan shirt or Georgia mm -hmm. shirt. And so they told me to stop. And I happily did because it was not worth my time. Yep. And they said, you have two choices, stop or get a license. And I said, well, what does that look like? I've always been told it's very expensive. It's very hard to get. And said, yeah, that used to be the case, but it's not so bad anymore. Like, if you want to have a call, let's do it. So I had a call um, and learned, you know, that it is achievable. And it's a lot harder when you're a startup like I was. If I was already an apparel company producing something else and could show numbers and say, like, look, we already do this, it would have been, I think, a lot easier. Right. Um, but it led to me applying. You apply on a school-by-school -school basis. So I just applied for Georgia Tech. And CLC doesn't really control that decision they send it to georgia tech and they mm. say yes or no um and they say yes and i think obviously a large part of that was i had done some work with the athletic department do some people there i didn't know anyone in licensing but my athletic department friends put in a word and, and, and that's basically go. how it started um but i did have to put together a full you know proposal of why i want to do this and so back to your original question 20 minutes ago that you asked me <laughs> um I, I saw a huge hole in the market right yeah for a lot of stuff um, you know, I went to the bookstore to just kind of look around and there's just such a, at least at the time, there was a wide variety of shades of gold and yellow. Um, we had, uh, introduced a word mark that Adidas, um, and CLC came up with, uh, maybe a year prior to me starting section 103. So we finally had like Georgia tech written the same way all the time, yep, but yep. you go to the bookstore and it was not on any of the merchandise. I'm like, why did we do this if we're not using it? So a big part of my pitch was as basic as this is, I can promise you that I'll sell stuff in the right gold with the word mark on it. Like I can start there. Yeah. And I told them about all these other, you know, design ideas I had, tech traditions, blah, blah, blah. But they were like sold on the gold and the word mark. They were like, awesome. If you can get this out in the marketplace, like it's yours, do it. Um, so that was a big part of it was the hole that you mentioned. It was just, yeah. And there wasn't quality stuff, you know, I think when, when the uniform provider switched from Russell to Adidas, everyone got really excited. So we're going to have such awesome merch. And then it didn't really happen. No, um, that does not happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, Adidas makes sideline polo and they make some pullovers and stuff, but it's, there was no inspiration there. It's just like, hey, here's the logo on our shirts and it's the same that you get from every school. And yeah, it just didn't really happen. So, um, so I jumped on that opportunity and it, I mean, it honestly kind of blew up from day one. I think people were so starved for that stuff. Because when I launched, I only had, I don't remember, but fewer than probably 10 products. And half of it was just stuff with the right colors and the logos on it. Yeah. People were like, oh my God, it exists. So unfortunately, I've been able to use that to grow and add designs I want to do <laughs> to yeah. all that. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. I mean, I, that was a, a thing I noticed back in the Russell days was like, yeah, there's four different shades of yellow on the football jersey. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. why, why? That yeah. doesn't check out like yeah. at all. And I'm glad they've paired at least, I, I assume probably inspired by you but like gone to the old gold and like tried to emphasize like okay this is what the gold is there's a gold for buzz and then there's a gold for everything else and yeah trying to stay in that lane for sure. yeah um, they've cleaned it up and i don't know that i had anything to do with it. hopefully it inspired somebody to to make that change um but yeah they've, they've cleaned that up 
gold is a hard color. It really is. It I is, understand yeah. more now. Like if you're working with materials versus metals versus this, like they're not gonna always match. No, oh, yeah. Um, and then when you're talking about uniform providers, you're kind of boxed in by what Adidas, unless they're gonna create you a custom color for their stuff, which they didn't. They're gonna tell you this is our Vegas gold. Like yep. these are what your uniforms are gonna be. But at least Adidas, you know, matches themselves. Yes. Um, yeah. So it, yeah. Adidas kind of informed the gold in a way too, when they did all the rebrand of like, yep. what can yep. we make sure Adidas matches yep. our stuff? So it's probably like a little bit lighter than Tech may have wanted or would have been, but like, you can't not match your uniforms. So um, it's tough. It matches the wreck. That was the big tagline yeah. I remember the AA putting. And out. that's what and I then, had told them but... for years too, and I'm sure I wasn't the only one. But I was. You have an iconic mascot painted metallic gold. Just match it. And I, they, I think they did as, as well as they can while still knowing they had to match Adidas stuff too. Um, yeah. So it, it is certainly much, much, much better than it's ever been. I, I think Joey did an, like a, an editorial pulling together your comments and a couple others uh, on the site right before we went to Adidas. I, you talk, yeah. it's like got the gears turning in my yeah. head. I'm like, I've I, definitely read that blog before. I'm pretty but, sure he did. Yep. I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it clearly fills a need and it's it's been been great to have. So for all your laboring, I hope it was a labor of love. <laughs> it is. And I love doing it. I mean, I, you know, I. Uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I spend the free time I have, like in the evenings working on either new designs or inventory or um, stuff like that. It's, I, I really have enjoyed it. it I've learned a lot, um, you know, d done a lot better than I did in the beginning, just, you know, making good decisions in terms of ordering stuff and. It's been fun. Um, it really has. Um, and I, I really would like to add schools and grow this. I mean, I'd love for it to be a full-time thing, but I'm in no rush to do so with a, a comfortable job. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> if anything ever changed there, the first thing I would do is go try to add schools to Section 103 and make it a, you know, a bigger, bigger brand. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to ask about um, getting into the NIL space, too, because that's now the new part of it that you've been allowed to do. And it makes right. sense that you would jump into that as soon as you can, because you're going to have good gear. Well, Someone wants to wear the Haynes King shirts right. out there somewhere <laughs> and quickly as well and in, in, in the right stuff in the right format and everything. So yeah. how did you, when, when you realized that was a possibility, um, what was your process? Did you interact with tech? Did you just go to the players? How did that all come about when you started doing that? Right. Um, so really as soon as NIL became a thing, I started researching it because of course I wanted to get into it. And um, I reached out to tech initially um because CLC did send out some documentation that kind of all first came through. And here's it was like, here's everything you have to do if you want to do this. And there's a bunch of rules, of course. Um, so you have to formally apply and, and do all this stuff. But first, I just reached out and, and asked, like, you know, I'm interested in this. I'd love to do this. And the word I got initially was, not right now. We're going to limit this to a very select number of licensees. You know, this is new and we're just kind of trying it out. And um, So I kind of paused for a minute and then... I'm trying to remember even what what changed or why I, I re-engaged, but I, I was having a conversation with some of the contacts I have in the athletic department. I was kind of telling them that, and they're like, "Oh, really?" They're like, "Let's like let's try this again. You'd be perfect for this." Um, and I think they basically I reached out again, and they helped push it through the door, and I basically officially applied this time, and and they kind of helped move it along because they knew that there was benefit for their athletes, and right. and it was a logical you know way to do this like the right way, the way NIL was intended to be is. We sell stuff with your name and likeness on it and you get a cut of that. So 
Um, so the process is I apply through CLC for an additional license, basically. Now I have an NIL co-brand license. Um, because to put both Georgia Tech um, license stuff on it and their name, you have to get that co-branded license. Because mm, you could yeah. go make a Haynes King shirt that is an illustration of him that leaves out all the Georgia Tech logos right, and stuff right. like that and yeah. sell that without that license. Um, and I was prepared to do that if Georgia Tech said no. I was going to you know try something along those lines. Um, and I did reach out to a couple of players. Actually, not, now it's all coming back. This was back, like, I re reached out to um, Jeff Sims and um, Jamar Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs, um, before I had the license and kind of said, would you be interested in doing something like this, non-licensed, and just <laughs> didn't hear back. But they were also bigger name players who probably had, you know, they, Sims had, like, a Mercedes deal. So yeah. Probably yeah. didn't care. Um, so uh, once I did get the license, then it is a matter of reaching out to the players. And there are some agencies you can go through that will – you can partner with them and they have, yep. you know, agreements with most of the team and stuff. But I just, because of my contacts with the athletic department, I was able to reach directly out to people and text them and say, you know, here's what I do. Are you interested in this? And unfortunately, everyone I reached out to, which uh, in the off season was first was Zach Pyron and Dante Smith, because mm -hmm. we didn't know who the starting quarterback was going to be. Right, right. I did, yeah. but that people knew who Zach Pyron was from last year and didn't really know who Haynes King was yet. So I approached them first um unfortunately they both said yes and we did that and then the day that <laughs> haynes king was named the starter i reached out to him immediately and was like yep. hey do you want to do this too and he of course said yes so um it's been great having them um and then once i had those i was able to reach out to miles kelly on the basketball team and say like here's what we've done do you want to do something similar and um and, and they've all been really cool with it um it's pretty simple you just have an agreement with the athlete then and says you know i you get a percentage gross sales and um and then that's how it works so it's it's been really good. Um, I have plans to do some different stuff in the future. All I've done is like the jersey look, right? That looks yep. like their jersey. It was kind of the logical first step, but um, I do have plans to do more stuff next year. So um, nice. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I got to drop off early sure. start to the workday, uh, but I did have a quick uh, history results bit of the week. It's something that I do every week. Um, <laughs> real simple premise. Okay. I want you to guess, both of you, fair game. What is the record of Georgia Tech across all sports since the, according to Twitter, founding of Section 103? Okay. All sports. Weird. All sports record. Am I supposed all to sports, head-to-head say... -head matchup. Uh, so sure. swimming, or swimming, cross guess, country would count, but it's kind of a fuzzy track, not really in the mix. But uh -huh. so baseball, football, both basketballs, both tennises, softball, and volleyball. Oh man! I'm Wait, what? You're coming for the total number of wins and losses, or win percentage? <laughs> win percentage is fine. Okay, good. <laughs> what, wait, what year? What year are we working off of? Uh, November 2020. 2020. Okay. Baseball had a winning record. Softball has been mostly winning. Basketball has a winning record in there. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's basketball. Football have not. Both kind of like basketball, not really, and then golf definitely. Probably uh, don't have golf match golf? play in don't here. Have, it's okay, too no fuzzy. Golf, no, no golf, no golf. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna shoot for. Well, you got to think about the fact that baseball and softball have a lot more games, so that's sure. where that's where the the yeah, head the weight got a number two. Although the, the women were good, yeah. the women were good in that stretch. I'm gonna go with five twenty three. I am. I was gonna go in the five hundred something. Um. I'm gonna go with five oh one. I'm gonna say section one three got us just above five hundred. Five fifty eight. All right. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Um right. forgot tennis has was, been good too. Yeah. Baseball five sixty one, football and even 
4.333. Men's basketball, 4.78. Men's tennis, perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Uh, <laughs> softball, 5.42. Volleyball, 7.50. Oh, uh, they're real helpful there. Thank you. Volleyball. Women's tennis <laughs> six fourteen because they play a very tough schedule, and then women's basketball five seventy three. So positive. All right, know. that's what we like to see. <laughs> go Jackets. Go. All right. Uh, to wrap up, I guess uh, you mentioned you're thinking about going to the, with new athletes next year and stuff like that. Are you looking at volleyball? Are you looking at softball, baseball? The the rest because I mean there is a ton of athletes here as well and it's beyond just the football basketball landscape um for sure and i'm sure and especially with volleyball getting just growing and growing and growing like yeah. it, there's definitely a hole there for the, those athletes as well yeah yeah I, i've definitely considered it um i wanted to see how a season of football and men's basketball have done just in terms of sales um and, and yeah we'll see and go from there um you know i have plans for Certainly for football next year, both in terms of some athletes to add, but also like what else to do with Haynes King besides just jersey and things like right. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I certainly would love to, you know, get into volleyball, baseball, really any sport where we have somebody, you know, probably pretty notable that people would yeah. be excited to buy something of. I'd, I'd certainly be open to because um, it's, it's a fun space to play in for sure. It's lovely. It's it's lovely. I love just checking what what's what's on the what's new on the site. What's what's there because it's just that's we don't have this just having it is yeah. a great fit. Um, I guess my last question. Uh, I think I mentioned at the top that you're part of the twenty the twenty twenty three forty under forty this year. Um, yes, as I guess a one day hope to be there. I don't know what, what, <laughs> at some point. What is what what what's that? What what is that uh, experience like to get thrown into that mix? And what the, how do they how do they treat you? What do you do on campus? What's the well, what's what's special about being in that forty under forty group? Yeah, it's great. Um, so you know, back at, at the beginning of that, somebody nominates you and you get an email and then you fill out basically an application of, you know, mm. here's, here's all the cool stuff I've done and, um, and just a few questions to answer. And then, um, and then, yeah, we got word, I don't remember when, but well before the November kind of events that, um, I was chosen, which, which was, uh, you know, a huge honor. Georgia Tech is a school that has all sorts of, we'll send and stuff to space and yeah. curing diseases. And here I am making t-shirts and, uh, <laughs> you know, winning a sports Emmy or a, an app. So certainly it sounds cool and helped, but, um, you know, it's, I, I almost felt like a joke in the room sometimes of like, wow, you guys are doing really important stuff. And <laughs> yes, my stuff sounds cool, but you know, I'm not saving lives, but, um, I was super honored. Um, uh, they treat you really well. They, um, you know, they put it on their social media and they put it in the alumni magazine, stuff like that. And then they have a weekend that we had in November, the weekend of the Syracuse football game, mm -hmm. um, where there were like three days of events. Um, you know, the alumni association hosted a, hosted a bunch of, you know, uh, meals and happy hours and stuff. And then we would, um, there was a, a big ceremony, you know, the, the first night to kick it off and president Cabrera spoke and actually <laughs> shouted out section one Oh three. And I had given him nice. some shirts and he opened them up on stage, which was a big surprise. And <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, and made a big deal about it, which was really fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, the award ceremony was really cool. You know, they say stuff about most of the, some of the people and, um, you know, we get the award and there's a meal and you get to talk to a lot of alumni association people and president Cabrera and um it was really fun and then uh the next day we we all spent on campus um and I think 30 like 35 or 36 of the 40 came <laughs> to campus and people came from France Turkey like wow. all over the place California you know you name it um had, people have gone on to do some really cool stuff um so uh you know, the uh, the provost spoke to us in the morning at breakfast, and then everybody went to their individual school. So the school of management hosted me and the two other Scheller uh, grads that mm -hmm. were part of the 40 Under 40. And each school kind of put together on their, their own day of programming. So we did a tour nice. and 
uh, spoke with some current students, had lunch with the dean. Um, they recorded a podcast and like a video of each of us just asking some questions. Um, and then there was like a happy hour. And then the last thing was the the Syracuse football game. There was a tailgate at the Alumni Association. Um, and again, we went and sat with each of our schools. So I was in Sheller Suite that night. And, oh, nice. Um, yeah, it was really fun. We went down on the field after the first quarter and, and waved. Um, I met uh, Damon Stoudemire while I was down on the field. Oh, neat, happened, neat. To, happened to turn around and he was standing there. <laughs> so I said, hey, and told him I had a Miles Kelly shirt. And um, Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was a really fun weekend, a huge honor. Um, you know, I think the the Emmy helped in Section 103 being a Georgia Tech brand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got me yeah. over the edge. And <laughs> I'm 39, so I squeezed it in in my last yes. year of eligibility. There you go. So, there you go. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really fun time and a, a big honor for sure. That's really cool. That sounds like a fantastic weekend. Um, okay. Yeah. That, glad you got to see what Scheller looks like now. That's where I was uh, for my last, I guess, yeah. The, the latter half of your Scheller career is mostly actually at Scheller mm -hmm. before the front half. So, uh, right. yeah, that building, that building's come along. They've got yep. so, so much new stuff going on in there. That's been, and solid people in there too. Yeah. I have yeah, not heard. Everyone yeah. I know that's gone through there has enjoyed it. So, yeah, um, it's great. Glad, glad they're doing as good now as they were back when you were there as well. So, <laughs> for sure. uh, well, with that, Stephen Little, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, we'll be referencing many of your, lots of your work, I'm sure, in the coming <laughs> days as well. So, uh, thanks for being part of the part of our greater from the Rumble Seat family. Of course, thank you so much for having me.